morning. We're on Chavtes Hamad Beis, Roshos Havimori. We are holding now um, the two dots. <coughs> where it says Rabbi Yeshua Omer. We just discussed yesterday. We finished off. We discussed about davening Konet, davening with uh, with Bosikin, about whether it's better to daven before Honet, or whether, or should I say, whether it makes any difference whether a person davens before or after Honet. If he can't daven at Honet, is there any difference before or after? We discussed the shuva of the Priyitzpot and um, those who disagree with, uh, or definitely at least in the case that you've got an equal opportunity, which one is the better of the two? Now we're taking up Rabbi Shuaim Amahadich Mun Kaim Sakona. It's one, two, three, three lines up from the wide lines. Rabbi Shuaim, Rabbi Shua says, Amahadich Mun Kaim Sakona. We said in the Mishnah that if a person is going in a dangerous area, this battle Twitter Kitara, he should have a shortened Twitter, the Kuru, etc., the Koparasha Soibor. And the 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 lotion of the Twitter then incorporated the Koparasha Soibor. It said that Hashem, please. Please Hashem, save the remnants of Yisrael. And it says, That, whatever this means, um, all their needs should be in front of you. Um, and this is, obviously, this is talking about somewhere where a person can't even daven Havineid. Somebody who's on a derech, we discussed somebody, we've already discussed somebody who's on the derech, he's on a journey, but he can daven something. He may not be able to daven all the 18 brachos, so theoretically, he could daven havinenu. As we mentioned nowadays, in fact, we don't really do havinenu. That the, the Bialocho notes this, and he says the reason may well be because um, in Shulchan Aruch it discusses a guy who can't have kavana for the whole of tefillah. So we say as long as he can have kavana for the first bracha, that is enough. So what's the mile of havinenu? What's the mile of havinenu? Surely havinenu just shortens the tefillah. But if I can have kavana for one bracha, what's the the idea is like this, that if a person can't have Kavana for all 18 brothers because he's, uh, he's involved in a, in a journey, he won't be able to have Kavana for all 18 brothers. So we give him a shortened filler, 7 brothers, i.e. Habinenu, which will um, ease, in it, uh, e- ease it up a little bit for him to enable him to have Kavana for 7 brothers. The says to be Aloha, since nowadays it's highly unlikely we're even going to have Kavana for 7 brothers, therefore he says there's no point in doubling Habinenu. And you go back to the to square one, which is daven the full 18 brachas, and have kavona, at least make sure to have kavona in the first bracha. But theoretically, if a person is on a journey, there would be the possibility of having enu. But if a person is in a mochim sakono, ask they cap that he can't even daven and have enu, so then, says Rabbi Yeshua, there's this special spinner. Ask the Gemara, my parasha sa'ibur. What does it mean? What's this lasha? He said, b'chol parasha sa'ibur yishu tzarechem l'ponecha. What does that mean, b'chol parasha sa'ibur? So Omar Avchista answers Avchista Omar Marukva. Afidu b'shor shatam ismani aleim ebro keisha ubro. That even at a, that even at a time that you are filled um, with anger against them, like a pregnant woman, yehi utzad kol tarchem lefanecha. All they need should be before you. And as Rashi says, expression b'chol parasha for ibur means b'chol. In all ways you explain the word Ibur. The word Ibur could be an expression of Ebra, as in anger. It could be an expression of Ubur, as in a fetus or a pregnant woman, Kiisha Ubra. What's this idea? What does it mean that a person, sorry, not a person, that a Kodesh is filled with anger like a pregnant woman? What does that mean? 
So the Gaon says, and they say, for those who know the more esoteric, it's a, an amazing, amazing idea of the Gaon, but just a, at a simple level, he says, because when a woman is pregnant, one thing is for sure, that the fetus is going to come out of the mom. So too, says the Gaon, if our Kodesh Baruch Hu is filled with anger, one thing is for sure, that anger will not go to waste. But like if you want the Havdil, the conservation of energy, it's not going to nowhere. So what we're davening to our Kodesh Baruch Hu is, nonetheless, despite the fact that we know that that anger will not go to waste, <coughs> still, please take note of their Tzorachim. Because obviously this is a Mokim Sakana, and a Mokim Sakana, a person is in particular danger, the, the uh, Middle Sadin has, has the, uh, the extra license to lay its accusations. So at that time, we don't hear you called Torchem Lofonecha. Ikadomri, others say, <coughs> a different shot, Omar Abchitom Omar Ukva, Afidu B'Shor Shem Ovrim Al Dibre Torah, even at the time when they are transgressing the words of the Torah, and therefore we lack the protection. Because as we know, Torah is a mogging, Torah is a protection, the Gemara Saito says, that it's a protection, so even at that time, Yishu called Torchem Lofonecha, nonetheless, their needs should be in front of you. If a person is travelling <coughs> in a place of wild animals and bandits, So we can't expect him to even daven havinenu, rather he should daven a shortened tefillah. What is a shortened tefillah? We already saw in the mission of Rabbi Yeshua Shitta, but uh, here we have a few shittas in this price. Rabbi Yeshua says on this, do as your will is in the heavens. As Rashi says, because up there, there's no sin. And therefore you can do literally as, you, as is your option. For the good. But down here, where there is sin, so therefore, for those people, for those people who fear you, i.e. those near mortals down here on earth, who fear you, but the mighty there is sin. So for such people, give them nachas ruach. As Rashi says, they shouldn't be, shouldn't get disorientated, shouldn't get um, shuffled about by the by the um, by the threats of the enemies of the, of the bandits, of the wild animals, give them nachas ruach, give them peace of mind. They say, nachas ruach, to those who are down here, and do what is good in your eyes. In other words, right now, we're in, in a mockum sakana, we can't think straight, we don't know, especially at such a time, we can't ask for what we need. And moreover, do we really know what we need? Sometimes we think one thing is good, Despite the fact, no matter what we ask, you make the decision for us, you know what's good for us, do whatever's good for us. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, you should say like this, Listen to the cry of your people, Yisrael, and do their bakosha, fulfill their bakosha quickly. Rabbi Dalton, Rabbi Tzodikai, he says, you should say, Shema Tzakas, Tzakas, Amcha Yisrael. Listen to the 
again the cry of your people Yisrael Vasim Eir Vakoshosom and through there Vakosho quickly Baruch Atah Hashem Shemeat Tefilo. That expression. What's the difference between Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Tzadik and the previous one? So Rashi obviously seems to have a different gear but Rashi does tell us one thing. He says Shabbat is l'shem genicha yisim itzfilo. It's an expression of crying out, of pleading, more than tzfilo. So the Maharal says it could be that he had the gear to tzfilo in the next one, in, as in, in Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Tzadik. Maybe there's a mistake in the, in the gear saying Rashi it's not quite clear but what the one point Rashi is saying is that <coughs> there's a difference between Shabbat and Saka I think the, the God says I think he says this way around Sa'oko is with the pair that a person cries with a mouth whereas I think he says on Shabbat it comes more from the heart slightly different uh in it Achirim Omrim finally the last shitter is they say the Achirim Rabbi Meir says the needs of your people Yisrael are many but their doubt is short they don't know how to daven especially as we said in the time of Sarkona may be the will before you Hashem our God you should give to each and everyone each one according to his Paranosa and for each and every person whatever he is lacking that's the one which we should daven, the last one there. And Yahu said to Rav Yehuda, who is the brother of Rav Salo, the righteous one, Do you not get angry? And you won't sin. As we know, the cause, the root of so many sins, is uh, anger. In fact, uh, yeah, let's leave that a second. So, uh, and he says another piece of advice is lo sirve which the Rabbinu says means do not eat too much because through gluttony a person also comes to sin. But Rashi says something quite uh, nagea to the times we're we're uh, we're approaching this week or next week. Rashi says lo sirve lotis don't get intoxicated with wine and you won't sin. The truth is that the two really go hand in hand. Because, if I could just introduce it with a, with a, with a gematria, that uh, the gematria of chemo, which means anger, is 53. And the gematria of toiv, which is the opposite, is the good, you'll see in a second why I'm picking these two, is 17. 17 and 53 is gematria yai. So I know what wine does is, is it plays around with the toiv and the chemo. If you take a look in the Megillah, for example, you've got there, it says, Ketoiv Leif HaMelech Bayoyim, which the Medrash says, because amongst Goyim, there's no such thing as real good. They can go to the discos, they can go to the movies, they can do what they want, but I might say it's just, I think we've discussed this in the past, it's Ketoiv. It just looks like good, it's a facade. But the truth, what are they, what's their true inner self? It's filled with Chemo. Because what happens when they, when they were filled with wine? The anger, the chemo, burned inside him. Because as we know, obviously, what wine does, it just brings out the inside. It breaks down that mask. And therefore, although Ketoyf, Leif HaMelech Bayoyim, before he drank the wine, it looked all good, the chemo was drawn out. Whereas, you find by the Yidin, it's the opposite. Because when it comes to the damn full of Homon, who is the person who takes up the Charvayna, 
who wants Kharvaina? So the Major says, because you'll note, Kharvaina is mentioned twice. The first time, one with an Aleph, one with a Hay. And the Major says, because one of them wasn't really the Kharvaina, the second time it was? Eliyahu. Exactly. It was Eliyahu dressed up as, uh, as Kharvaina. And what do we know about Eliyahu? Vagam, well, we say, Vagam Kharvaina Zohar La Taiz. And Eliyahu, we always, is also, we also say on, uh, on Mitzray Shabbos, we talk about it. But, um, and you look at there, what does it say there? The Hamas Hamelech Shachachah. The Chemor dissipated. So in other words, the Chemor, the destruction, which the Yidim were, on the face of it, seemed to be there. The threat of destruction upon the Kalani was that dissipated, and you're left with, we see the true good, etc. So really the two go very much hand in hand. I mean, I'll just give, give, you, give you, in fact, one, one very fascinating example is Shabbos. Shabbos, on the face of it, seems like a day of destruction for us. It's a day of limitation. The person's paranoia comes to, to stand still. Whereas for the Goyim, it's a day they can enjoy themselves. It's a day of rest. Literally rest. They can do as they wish. And Friday night, we make Kiddush over wine. They go down to the pubs. Not about the wine, but whether it's wine, whether it's beer, whatever it is. And we go through a Shabbos. We come to Mitzray Shabbos. We make the Abdullah. And they finish off in the pub. And just to quote Rabbi Victor Miller, I think, I think this really brings out, uh, in a, bring, brings out the point in a stronger way than ever. He says that he remembers, back in the day, he says they'd wait for the end of the weekend, they, they'd just listen to the, to the news, to hear how many murders there'd been over the weekend. He says that's what they expected from a weekend amongst the, amongst the Goya. Through the drunkenness, through the rousiness, etc. It was a, a day of a, an all-time low. So it starts out on the face of it that they've got the toe, we've got the shame, we've got the destruction. But by the time it comes to the end of Shabbos, we make the Abdullah, we see that we've got the Eliyahu's offer la and they've got the shame, they've got the, 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 uh, the destruction. And that is basically, in a nutshell, that could well be what, what the Gemara is trying to get at here as well. It's one and the same. If a person imbibes wine, as the Ramban says, he says, wine is always destructive. The inevitable is that a person will come to chait, that it brings out anger, chemo, and ultimately from chemo comes chait. The truth is that uh, they also say, although chait is actually 18, but uh, they say chait ches which is the root of the word, is 17. It changes close to chait. Same idea again. And uh, just to finish it off, just to round it off from the, from the Gemara Megiddo, this, how does it fit with the, the Gemara there, which says, Chayvinish Devatume, is Purim a day of an exception? Obviously, many learn it's an exception. Special care for the day of Purim. But, uh, as I said, I'm not, not from the Halachalamites. There's obviously the, the different shifts, but not, we're not, we're not uh, dealing with that. But just to note one thing, if you take a look at that Gemara in Megillah, where it says, How does the Gemara continue there? It says that Rabbi and Rabbi Zeru were having stood together, and they became a little intoxicated. Rabbi got up and he shifted Rabbi Zeru. And it says the next day he doesn't swim, performed to Kelsen Eating, brought it back to life. So the next day, then Rabbi said to Rabbi Zera, How about we do it again? How about we have to do it again? He said, Maybe not, uh, it's not every year, you know, such an But if you take a look at the run there, the run says, What the Gemara wants to say is, once we see the destruction that wine falls there, so therefore it's coming that Afuke from Rabbi, we don't pass him Chai Venish Tavasume anymore. He said, I'm not saying that a lot of your final Shulchan Aruch is brought. But, uh, I once heard, I haven't tracked it down, I don't know if anyone knows of such a, the, the Vilna God says, 
But even on Purim, there's, 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 there's no mitzvah to get at all. He said on this Gemara, but I couldn't find it. That uh, they say that he says that even on Purim, because of this law, survey but that not even on Purim is there is uh, is there an exception to the rule. And that the different shifts obviously there are those who pass them. It means literal. Some would say it means like the Ramam is Mashman wants to go to sleep. Whatever it means, each person according to how they uh, depending on, on how they will best fulfil the mitzvah. But I'll call upon him. Other than Purim, the Gemara clearly is telling us here that uh, wine does need to chait. Carry, he carries on and he always giving us some good advice here. In fact, it's actually quite interesting that the person giving that advice, as we said, was, was Eliyahu. But anyway, he says, and This is obviously the, the relevance to our When you're going out on a journey, Consult with your Creator and then go out. Take permission. What does it mean you should consult, you should ask your Creator and then go out? So, Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Amar this is because as the Gemara says, in fact, at the end of the Masechta, when somebody's going out on a journey, you say, what do we say? We say, Leich B'Shalom, uh, sorry, Leich L'Shalom, not Leich B'Shalom, because Leich B'Shalom implies that you've reached the end of your journey. We don't want to have reached the end of, uh, of the journey in this world, therefore we say Leich L'Shalom. So, Shatili Cheni L'Shalom, you should take me towards peace. The Satsi L'Shalom, along the way, obviously, there's pitfalls along the way, there's dangers along the way, so you should support my footsteps. Sars is an expression of footsteps. You should support my footsteps along the way in peace. This is Mechaini Dishalom. You should support me as we go, as we go along the way. And you should save me from the hands of all enemies and ambushes along the way. The God says that refers, that last line that we just said there refers to both the way there and the way back. Because although you will find in the Tfilat Adarach version we've got the Tafsireni the Shalom, so for those who are coming back on the same day, they say the Tafsireni, they do question that Gerasa where exactly it comes from. And according to the God, we've already pr- praying for the way back here, the Tafsireni that incorporates the way back as well. But anyway, he says, the Tishlach Barach of the Master Yadai, and sends blessings in the works of my hands, the Tsitanini, the Chaino Lachesa, the Lacham, the Set me before you, before your eyes, the chain for favor, for chesed, and for rachamim. and in the eyes of all those who see me, baruch Hashem shemayatzvelo. So Amar Abayi says Abayi, the elam nishalti finish nafshei v'adi tzibur atop of Amad Abadalaf. That a person should always, when he's davening, he should incorporate himself together with the tzibur. When you don't just daven for yourself, daven for everyone together. So, how should he say it here? How should we say it? He should say, Yerotman upon Echa, Hashem Alekinu, Shetiri Chinu, the Shalom, the Chulu. Maybe the will before you, Hashem, Hashem our God, you should take up in peace. It's just, in other words, it's all in the plural, Shetiri Chinu. I must tell you, when I, when I was giving this Gomorrah uh, in Zafayomi, there was a, a young man there who asked, in, in absolute all innocence, he said, 
you notice that this Lashem Shetayli Cheni Yerushalem is Atidini Yerushalem you want to know why is it the Chassidim always daven in the Lashem Yotim why is everything Shetayli Cheni Yerushalem is Atidini Yerushalem I have to break it to him there's absolutely all, all innocence you have to explain to him uh, why exactly they say Ni uh, as opposed to Nu but Al-Kofani uh, we're learning here that a person when he's davening for something which is shy to the Sibur says the Rabbini Yaira Obviously, if a person has his own personal needs, in certain situations, he doesn't have to mention himself in the, in the, uh, together with the tibur. But if it's something which is shy to the tibur, then he should always mention the tibur. He's more likely that, it's more likely that his filler will be answered because the tibur. So you may well ask, why is it that we say at the end of Shemana Esri, what do we end of? We say, the kind of sir. Should, should not say Elokeinun and Sarah Shailenu Meira with Sparfeinu Medaber Meira etc. I believe there was one God that I don't remember who it was who did actually say that. He changed it to Elokeinu. He said that you should, at least himself he said he used to say it Belosh and Rabbin. Why is it however that we say it Belosh and Yafid? Open our hearts in uh, Torah. I think perhaps that's the answer we could. Uh, based on the the, the, the idea of uh, Shem Shem Pinkus, he says, you know what the most beautiful part one could say of Shemena Esra is. He says those 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 that first word there, Elokai. He says you've gone through all Shemena Esra. He says the most beautiful part, if he could say so. He says that word, my God. He says, you know, a boss, he says, you know, a child, his father's a policeman. So he goes around telling everyone, you know, my father's a policeman. That special shaykh, he's talking about something more abstract. It brings home the, 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 the relationship is all the, the more, is, is all that bit stronger when a person makes it that bit more personal. It's my God. And each person believes, and it's obviously, Hashem can belong to everyone because Hashem is infinite, therefore he completely belongs to me. That's Elikai. In fact, if you look at if you look at Azayinov, you break it down, so you can, you, you'll notice the same thing there. We say in Azayinov, go to it. You just notice the next, next time this morning when you say Azayinov, we talk about Azayinov. It's broken into two parts. Azayinov, Hashem, Olaf, B'Terem Kodesh. We talk about all the powers of Hashem. B'Terem Kodesh, Tinevolis, Nasav, Chetzikod, Azan Melech, Shemay Nekra. And we say, the only thing which will be left is Hashem. Who are Yabu, whoever you have to for who are Chodrei Shani, there's no one else. Then what do we say? Notice it from there. He's my God. Who is the Chai He's the one who redeems me. The Tzurchevli, in times of trouble, he looks after me. The Isara. The Hu Nisi, who wanted me, Menos Kaisi. The Ekra on the day I call out. The Yavai Akid Ruchi, the Eishishan, the Ahira. It's all first person now. The Ruchi, the Yavai Hashem. And how do we end up? Hashem Li, the Ahira. Hashem is mine. That's exactly, that's how we start out. Oh, Hazen Elam is, people, more or less the first fiddle we say in Shacharit. And the 
many people, before they go to bed, it's pretty much before I'm up and it's the last thing they say again, I've done it off. If that is, he says, I mean, he doesn't say, I've done it off, that's not a kind of term. We've gone through a whole spin, as we said, we've gone through 18 brothels where everything is in the, is in the plural. The Shatri finished Nafshi Ba'adi Tzibur because we want to evoke the, the Sukhos of the Tzibur. When we end the Shemana Esri, we, we have one, just that one moment where we can have that little bit of, sort of everyone's out of the room, everyone's been sent out, it's just that quality time between me and my Creator. And then Kai, the Tzorah Shani Meira, and these, if you can probably work it through, well, the various Tzibur, the various Bakos we have there, are very much connected to this idea of this personal relationship. You think about Torah, Torah is, is uh, the Alshech says, is getting to know our Kodesh Baruch Hu, is Da'as Hashem. If you, if you go through then, Loshon Hara is obviously what, what breaks down the, the uh, relationship, but if you go through then, that's basically what we're asking there. And Kai, this last filler, it's just, if I can take one moment, just to ask my own request, as the Rabbi Yenu says, there are times when a person can ask for his own things. He doesn't have to include the Tzibbul. Says the Gemara, Eimas Matli. So when is it that we're supposed to daven? What is this going on? Um, it's going on to Pilatzaderek. When do we daven it? So Omer Rabbi Yaakov, Omer Avchista, Mishash Mahadech Paderek. From the time that he's going on the journey. In other words, most um, other than the Taz, basically, but. Uh, the way we understand this is, you can't make the Tfilah Saderah before you've actually started the journey. And Ad Kamo, until, how far can you say it? So, Omer Rabbi Yaakov, Omer Abchista, Ad Parsa. Up to a Parsa. Parsa is, is about four kilometers. Four mil. So, we take a look at Rashi, what does that mean, Ad Parsa? He says, Avoloyla Acha Shalach Parsa. Three lines down, he says, Avoloyla Acha Laacha Shalach Parsa. But you can't daven it after you've already gone more than a parasol. An amazing chedosh. If you're going on a long journey, you're going to be traveling for hours and hours and hours, you've got to sit within the first parasol. Who bahagin the farish, the bahagin explains, as kama yavakish leilich sheyehit sorech leispala. How far does a person have to be traveling in order to have to say it's filafadeh? And he says, ad parasol, up to a parasol. Afidu eilo leilich el ad parasol, even if you've only got a pass only four kilometers to travel, you should be saying Tfilah Saderah. But if you've got a journey which is less than a parsa, in Torah there's Palot Tfilah Zut. You don't need to double this Tfilah. Because in other words, within the parsa, if a person's going less than a parsa, we assume in that small distance it's unlikely that he's going to face any uh, serious danger, uh, danger. And therefore... He doesn't, even though we say, um, whatever the Lashon of the Yerushalmi is, they are Bechezkas Tarkana, but says the Rabbi Yonah, it's uh, in such a small distance, you're already close to home, you haven't moved that far, um, a person, we wouldn't assume he's going to uh, encounter any sort of danger. These are the, the two shots of it. We've, we've got Rashi, we've got the Bahag. The truth is, there is a third shitter. And uh, that is found in the Rabbi Yonah, the Ritzvah. You could probably argue that Rashi means, means to say the same, although they don't take on like this. But that is only, the Rabbi Yonah says, think about it. He says, if a person puts on tefillin. So the Gemara says, when are you supposed to make the broth on the tefillin? So we say, between the time that a person puts them on, and the time when he ties the knot. When he ties it on, he tightens it. That's the time when a person is supposed to say the broth on the tefillin. 
Says Rabbi Yehuda, let's say I forgot to make the bracha. Do I not make the bracha on the tefillin? I'm wearing it for the whole of Shacharis, let's say. So I don't make the bracha on the tefillin? Of course I do. Because as long as I'm wearing the tefillin, I'm still doing the mitzvah. So what are you worried about? We make the bracha over at Asiyot, and you've got to make the bracha before you do the mitzvah? Okay. But every moment I'm wearing the tefillin, I'm being Mekayman on the mitzvah. So therefore I can still make the bracha at a later stage. Of course not. L'chatzidah. L'chatzidah, you should make it before you start the mitzvah in its entirety. But you can, you can, if necessary, you can make the bracha at a, at a, at a later stage. So to the extent it's Tzfilah As long as you are still involved and in, you're still travelling, no, so you can still, you can still make the, uh, you can still make the bracha. And that's what the Gemara, he says, I mean, it's incorporated ab kama. But you can only do that so long as you've still got a parasol to go. If, you're, if you've now reached the end of your journey, you're coming within the last four kilometers, then you can't say Tzilas anymore. And the halacha, we basically, we pass them, um, more or less, to be honest, like, like uh, I'd say, like, like all, all these shetters, um, because, on the one hand, we do try, if possible, if possible, to say it within the first parasha. In that respect, I suppose we, we don't pass like Rashi, because, again, depending on what Rashi, exactly what he holds it, because you, you could have said what Rashi means to say is, L'chatzchila. You should be saying it within the first parasha. That's not the way, we, the way most take on. But even if a person does not say Tzfilah in the first parasha, a person can say it even after that, as long as they are still travelling. Um, on the other hand, as we said, if a person, his journey is going to be less than a parasol, we don't say it. I think, possibly we say it without, possibly we, possibly we still say it without a, um, without um, the chasima, you say it without, without the, the, uh, the chasima the, at the, the end of the bracha. One very important halacha here is, um, in fact, before we come to that is, they ask, what, what, what does the person do if he's travelling by plane? Now, at which point, what's, what's the best point to say the Tzfilah And the, Again, there are different shetas to this. Because um, some people say, I think Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, I think it was, says, he says, you said when you're sitting on the runway as the engine, or as, as I think the, the, the plane begins to go down the runway, I think he says, as the, or they're revving up the engines, basically as you're about to start your uh, journey towards takeoff. Others may say, you know what, you haven't really started your journey then. You're still, you're, you're still on, the, on the ground. Because once you actually take off, once you, once the plane lifts off the ground, now you're already into, I wouldn't say more dangerous territory, territory, but, uh, he says at, at that point, again, there are different shitters. But again, following through, if a person hasn't said it, then as long as he's flying, presumably even if he's coming into land, because they say that's, that's the, the most dangerous part anyway, he can still say, Tzfilas Hader. Now, there's one very interesting sign, and that is like this, because the Bi'a says, that if a person is travelling in an area and within a parcel, within the close vicinity, he's never going out of a built-up area. So he can't say it's So many places can question nowadays, what do you do? Most areas you travel in are going to have, at least somewhere in the vicinity, are going to have um, people living there. On top of that, you have to remember there's, there's another side, and that is, even if right now when I start Tzfilah Saderef, there isn't, but what happens if in the middle of Tzfilah Saderef, 
I'm in the middle of, of saying it, and I come to such, a, such an area, you're driving down the motorway, and in the middle of Tilastas, you may reach an area which is, which is built up. And then on top of that is, how do we, mention the, how do we measure the parcel? How do we measure a parcel? Is parcel distance or is it time? Remember, time's gone by a parcel, took 72 minutes to walk. So nowadays, do you say, well, it's 72 minutes driving, if you're driving, then you go 72 minutes by driving? Or do you say, no, it's the distance? Because, on the one hand, you could say, well, look, as long as I'm within, distance-wise, I'm within a city, it goes by distance. Within that distance, a person has the protection of the surrounding area. Or do you say, no, it's to do with how quickly I could call for help. If I've got a car, I could call for help. It could be much, a much bigger distance than, than four kilometres. This, this uh, shayla is actually it's not, not the gear just to fill up the earth. Wherever, I wouldn't say wherever, you find this in the Gemara Moe's Kotan, have a very similar shayla with Shemua Kurova, Shemua Again, is it distance or is it time? And all these things are all on Machalikas. They say that the... I mean, I can't... There are, there are, basically, there are different shitters. I think most take on it to distance. But because of this, because of these various difficulties, there are many who don't say Tzfilah Tzadarach. Obviously they say it, they say it, but without shame or mouth. They don't say it with Hashem's name because of this, when it, for example, they, they talk about when they went travelling from Yerushalayim to Bnei Barak. They say because the whole way there you are going to be travelling within, there's always people, there's always built up areas in the surrounding areas. So there are those who say they don't say Tzfilah Tzadarach. They wouldn't say Tzfilah Tzadarach or shame or mouth. Others say that no. Nowadays, the main thing of Tzilas Adarach is not because of the Chayas Royce, it's not because of the, the uh, or even the Lissim, it's not because of the bandits along the road. It's because of Rahman al-Islam, the, the tragedies on the road, it's accidents which happen in cars. So that's got nothing to do with a parcel, not a parcel. It's got nothing to do with, with it, when I say that, I mean the built-up areas. It's got nothing to do with that. If a person's travelling down, down a motorway, there's no, no bigger danger, Rahman al-Islam, than that, and therefore they say... I believe that was the, the Stiefler, the Chazanish Paskin, like this, that they would say Tfilas HaDarech, nonetheless, with Shema Malkus. So again, there are different shitters, um, and obviously you've got the, the difficulty of knowing when you've left the, you've left the, the, uh, the built-up area. Because obviously, you can only say Tfilas HaDarech once you've actually, according to, to, to most shitters, other than the Taz, only once you've actually left the city. Leaving the city means leaving the city, plus the, the, uh, the, the 70 Amas, Surrounding it, and again, you've got to know what's called li- leaving the city. So in other words, Tvela Sadara, it's, it's not always so posher, at which point the person says Tvela Sadara. Um, one last halakha before, before we move on, and that is what happens if a person is sort of stopping over along the way. If a person is travelling and he's stopping along the way. So you say basically Tvela Sadara, you say once a day. The strict halakha is you say Tvela Sadara once, once a day. Even if you're stopping over for a few hours, then you're continuing your, your travels, you only say it once a day. If, however, you've stopped and you've decided that's it, I'm not travelling anymore, and you change your mind then, then obviously you'd say Tfilas HaDarach again. The shine is, what happens if a person stops off overnight? So if you're stopping properly overnight, well then, as we said, if you're stopping properly overnight, then the next day you'll say Tfilas HaDarach. But if a person is not really stopping, really is travelling through the night, he may just stop for a second, then it's a shayla whether the next day you say Tfilas HaDarach. Because on the one hand, you didn't really stop. On the other hand, it's a new day. It's a bit, a bit like we had with, uh, with um, Ruch Satayra. 
So there they say you should say Tfilah Sadarach without, again, without Shem and Malchus. Without the Chasim, you don't say Baruch Atah Hashem Shem The bottom line is, wherever there's a sulfate, you just say Tfilah Sadarach without the Chasim. Carries on the Gemara. Ve'echi Matzlilo. How does one govern? How does one govern? In what position does one govern? Um, according to Tosis, this is, this is going on to Tfilah Sadarach. How does one govern it? He says you can only dive into Tfilah Sadarach while standing still. That's after standing. In most of it doesn't mean literally standing, it means you're still. Rav says, Even if a person is on the move, he can still say Tfilah Sadarach. Rav going along the road. Come Rav so Rav as is his Shita, he stops. The Kalmatli and he doesn't. According to, Ag- according to the Pshat, so that means he said Tfilah Sadarach. So Omani Rav Shesha is the Shamish. So Rav Shesha said to Shamish, Michael Ovid Rav Chista, what's Rav Chista doing? Remember Rav Shesha was blind. He sensed that Rav Chista had stopped. He said, what is he doing? So Omani, he said to him, Koyo Matli, he stopped and he's davening, he's saying Tfilah Sadarach. So Omani, so Rav Shesha said to Shamash, he said, Ukman Namidi Didi, please stop me, Vasni and I, Vasali and I'm going to daven as well. Because me, Yod Toiv, I'll If you've got the opportunity to be uh, good, me, Yod Toiv, I'll Do not be called uh, evil. In other words, even though I may well hold you can daven and you can say Tselatadarach whilst on the move, don't be a dafkenik. If you, by stopping, you can fulfil both shittas. Do that, and therefore he stopped. And therefore, says Tosis. If you take a look at Tosis, he says it's a machlok. how we passkin. He says Tosis says the ichi matzid on the top. Tosis says going on walking. The like even moving. What this is, whether it's potosis or uh, something that gives us potosis, Horab Rabbeinu Yosef Karav Chista. He passes like Rav Chista. You have to say it standing still. The Chain Rav Alpaz Pirish to Rav Chista Adifone to stay. That riff is the way we passed it. The Rav Chista is better, but not obligatory. And that's the way we passed it. We passed it that if a person can stop, he should stop to say Tfilah Sadarach. But if he can't stop, he can say it even whilst on the move. Oh. So, they say that if a person is not the one driving, then it doesn't really make a difference. Other than there are those who say there's a minor to actually say Tfilah Sadarach standing up. So, assuming you're not planning to stand up in the car, you have to stop along the road and get out. But if you're going to be Montreal, other people, they say to stay where you are. And the person who's Sitting in the car, he doesn't have this problem because he's not he's not also, he's not the one driving. So then we have we have this earlier. According to most, if you're not the one who's actually driving, the way we pass again, then you're not it's not considered that you're the one on the move and therefore you're the one who sits out of there. So yes, if you're in the car with somebody else, get the person who's not driving, he should really be the one to say to fill out of there. Yeah? Um, but obviously people shouldn't get any ideas of stopping on the motorway to say Tzilas Adarach because it's going to be a mock of Tzagon. Don't, don't try and be uh, clever. 
Um, because as the Mishnah Purah says, if necessary, a person can say it even whilst on the move. Lechatzchila, stop. Um, says the Gemara, my Ikar being Avinina and Tzfila Ketzara. Finally, says the Gemara, what is the difference between Avinina and Tzfila Ketzara? So Tzfila asks the obvious question, what do you mean? Does it mean there's major differences between the two? One you say in a Mokim Sakana, one you can't, one you don't say in a Mokim Sakana. So Tzfila says, obviously what we mean to say here is, what is the difference between the two? In other words, each in their, in their situation. Where I'm supposed to not be Nahabinu, where I'm supposed to not be Nahabinu, what is the practical difference that, that, uh, that emerges after, you, after you've uh, done that? And based on this, there are those who learned that previous Gemara about whether you should be saying it standing still or not standing still, it's all talking about Nahabinu, uh, or Tzfilokotorah at least. And again, if you look at Shokhanorah, it's also mentioned there, the same idea about Tzfilokotorah, ideally it should be said standing still, same idea. But what's the practical difference? So answer the Gemara, with Havinenu, you have to double the first and last three brothers. As we said, Havinenu is just a, it's just a bridge version of the middle 12 or 13 brothers. But the first three and the last three have to be said in full. The Chimati and when he reaches his home, he does not need to daven again. Havinenu, where you're allowed to daven it, is a perfectly good spinner. But, the Tzvilok Ketzorah, when it comes to the Tzvilok Ketzorah, that a person happens on the road, or when I say on the road, then I mock him Sarkona, Le Boyle Saluye, he does not need to daven, Le Gimel Kamaisa, but Le Gimel Basaisa. Not the first three, and not the last three. You just daven, literally, as we said, the Yerotim and the Fonefa, etc. The Chimati, the Vesim, when he reaches his home, Boyle Meza, Le Saluye, he needs to daven again. Now, what does that mean he needs to daven again? The Rambam writes, in Tanesh HaMishnayis, he writes, that means to say, he says, when you reach your home, and there's still time to daven, then you should daven the full Shemona Esra. That's what the Rambam writes in Tanesh HaMishnayis. Now, what happens if I reach home, I daven the Tzfilah Ketzorah, and I've already missed the time of Shafiris. Let's say, with Shafiris, I missed the time of Shafiris. What do I do then? Do I daven Tashlomin or not? Say so, you no. Know, from, from, from the Rambam, it's not Mocha, uh, I said to you, I'll find it here, the Rosh and the Rambam here is, he says, When you reach home, You've still got time, the time, there's still time to fill in whatever you've missed out, Sounds a little like if you haven't got time, you get home too late, don't bother double. Now why? Surely you can't have a bigger anus than this. So you can say, you do, that's not what the Ram means to say. He's saying, because Tashlubin is already, it's uh, no longer Tfilah Shafim. Depending on how you explain Tfilah Tashlubin. But how else do we say? How do you understand Tzvila Ketzara? Is Tzvila Ketzara? It's just, well, it's, it's not a Shemena Etcher at all. It's not really a Tzvila at all. What is a Tzvila Ketzara? It's just, well, if a person's on the, he's on the road, 
He's in a mock of Sarkana. Look, at least double something. So it's better than nothing, but that is that isn't Shemana Esther. Bikal is not Shemana Esther. Alternatively, you could say, you know why you say it? In order to be Semech Kodur at Tfilah. Because remember, on the road, they'll still be saying Shema. So you get to Borah Hashem Hashem Gali Tzorah, you said Shema. You've got to say some sort of Tfilah. Semech Kodur at Tfilah. So you say that Tfilah Kodur, but it's not really a Shemana Esther. Or do you say, no, that Tfilah Kodur, it's in the place of Shemana Esther. It's a bit like Avinenu. It's just not quite as good as Avinenu. Because Habinin is mamish is a Shemana Esther. It's a shorter version of Shemana Esther. Tefillah Ketzorah is, look, we say, if you really can't say a Shemana Esther, this can take its place. That's, that's Habinin. What about Tefillah Ketzorah? It, 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 it's like this. It could well be. If you say that the Ramam holds, that there is no Tashlum in it, you know why? Because the Ramam will say, Tzilakotor, it, it's the equivalent of a Shemana Esther. Just like Havinenu can be said in a place where a person can't have the full Shemana Esther, he says Havinenu, so too in a Mokim Sakana, so a person says that Tzilakotor. Obviously, if you get home and you've still got time to have the full Shemana Esther, that's what you should do. Of course you should. But if you get home and it's too late, you've done it. You've done the best you could. So there's no need to do Tashlomi. We could suggest like that. However, others say that it's Vosef. That's when you get home, if it's too late, you've done Tashlomi. Because, again, if he's talking, you could, theoretically, you could say he's talking about if you didn't done the Tashlomi. But the pastor says, the reason is because when you get home, and the way we pass is as well, if a person on a journey comes home, there's no bigger onus than that. When you come home, you can daven the, um, the tzilakotor is not a proper shmanate. It's just a native for the time being better than nothing, but it's not a shmanate. And therefore, says the ritzvah, I said, well, again, maybe you could explain the ritzvah differently, but when you get home, if it's already past as man, that's what it means. The chimoti the meitei bodi boy the meitei the tzaniye. You daven again, even if it's tashlum. Because you were an oyner. I just feel a ketorah. Feel a ketorah wasn't a proper shmenetzer. It's either just because smichus got it in or because that's the best you could do in that situation. And finished off the gemara. The hilchas on the halacha is havinenu muumad. Havinenu has to be said standing, um, standing still. Because havinenu, as we said, is a proper shmenetzer. Just an abridged version and Tfilo Katsara Bema Umad Bemahalik. When it comes to Tfilo Katsara, the Tfilo Katsara can be said even whilst on the move. Again, maybe it's better to say it standing still, but it can be said even on the on the uh, on the move. Let's just do the last bit here and then we'll stop. This goes together with it. We said if a person's riding on a donkey. So, Tonarabon. It's been taught in a bride, so a person is riding on a donkey, but it comes to the time of Tzvillah. If he's got somebody who can hold his donkey, he should get off the donkey and double. And if not, 
Yechif in Koma, the Yisfalad, he should stay in his place in Dabin. Stay on the donkey in Dabin. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, Venkach, Venkach, either way, Yechif in Koma, the Yisfalad. Even if you've got somebody who can look after the donkey, don't get down from the donkey, stay on the donkey in Dabin. Why? Because a person will not be able to concentrate. He's getting down off the donkey, he's getting back on the donkey. It's very, and Rashi says more than that because he's worried he's going to be late, that he's having to stop. Therefore, just stay on the donkey, he says. Omar Rabba says, Rabba vitema rabbi shabbat nevi halacha karebi. That's taka la halacha. The halacha is you don't get down. And Rashi, the Tosa says here, halacha karebi, shalom yerig, the master, a person does not get down from the donkey. The alfiru shalom bim kem sarkana, even if it's not a mokim sarkana. The alfiru bim halich, even if the donkey, you can't stop the donkey, mispanel davan. Then it's not a chas, the pot of kenegid yerushalayim. So it's an extra chiddush, you don't even have to turn your face towards yerushalayim. Again, the idea is, if you can stop the donkey, stop the donkey. But if you can't stop the donkey, it's going to disturb its fiddle. So, so, so you can dive in it, even whilst the donkey is on the move. But either way, don't get off the donkey, because getting off the donkey, even if you think you've got somebody to look after it, inevitably you won't be able to concentrate properly. And therefore, we say it is better that you stay on the donkey. And this is basically the same sort of thing of a person travelling on a plane or anything like that. Very often trying to be from and standing up to dive in at the back, a person not going to be able to have come on, it may be better to sit down and double like that. It would be, it would be a, a, a better choice of the two, is to sit and double because you'll be able to have more come on. Better to lose the standing and be able to have come on in that position. Rabbi Khananyo, Ben Akasha, Emirata, Kodesh Baruch, 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 Kodesh Baruch,